On today's episode, we talk about a new challenge from Apple for all the photographers out there, at least if you have an iPhone 13 Pro or Pro Max. Sorry, everyone else. And to talk about that, we also talk about macro photography, tips for macro photography, including macro photos that we've taken recently and a little shorter version, maybe for YouTube of this program that'll make it a little bit easier for everyone to see. That and more on the iPhoneography podcast. It's January 31st and welcome to the iPhoneography podcast. I'm Greg McMillan and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave Bodner. Hello, Dave. Hey, Greg, how is it going today? It's going very well. Uh, you know, in typical Canadian fashion, weather, mild, still have snow. Oh. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, it, it got up to about minus three Celsius here today. So uh, would that be about uh, uh, 27, 20s, 26? Upper, yeah, probably upper 20s. So yeah, we were, we were around the same. We were around the same. We've had snow pack for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to hit 40s, so we're going to be yeah. above freezing for the next couple of days. So everything's going to yep. start melting, and then we're going to have a front come through and uh, give us rain, sleet, freezing rain, snow in around the 12 hour period. Yeah, yeah, it's so, probably going to be somewhat like that. Some somewhat similar here too, but giant um, mess. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know winter. We we deal with it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Anyway, we are excited about this episode um, because we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is macro. Um, and actually, this all stemmed from an idea you had to uh, talk about the the latest um, shot on iPhone campaign that Apple's mm-hmm. putting out. So uh, I'll just let you take it away. Oh, thanks, Rick. Now, this is unfortunately only open to the Pro 13 Pro and 13 Pro Max users mainly because Apple has built in the macro ability to these cameras. So the it it's runs through mid-February, through the 6th, February 16th. Uh, winners will be announced in April sometime. Basically, there's two ways to submit it. Uh, you basically you can you know post on in Instagram or Twitter. Um, my suggestion would be using a program like uh, If Then Then That. And where, because if you notice, if you post to Instagram and it's, and you hit the little button that says post to Twitter, it puts a weird thumbnail and it doesn't exactly copy. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as well as my, my mind. It should uh, mainly because of course, Instagram owned by Facebook, Twitter being independent, they don't play well together. Uh, using a program like if then, then that um, I like when I have it, I have a, I have it set up to where when I post to Instagram, it automatically reposts the full image with all the hashtags and all the text to Twitter. And it looks like a native post on Twitter. Yeah. And so, there's um, snippets in the, if the, if this, then that app for that yeah, purpose. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't have to do coding. Right. That's the nice thing. You don't have to do the coding. It says, Oh, I want to do Instagram to Twitter. On a single photo, boom, download it. You have to sign, you have to give if then then that your your you have to basically say, okay, here's my Instagram and here's my Twitter and here's my Facebook to let everything talk to each other. They've been around long enough. I do trust them with security, um, at least enough. As much as you can trust any company, they've been around long enough. And I've heard people I trust uh have no problem with them. So, you know, 
definitely a good thing. Or you can just do the manual thing and post twice. Um, so you want to use the hashtag shot on iPhone, which hopefully if you're already posting to Instagram and Twitter, um, which we had a brief discussion earlier before the recording started about uh, our little, you know, Instagram and Twitter and how they're handling photographers, not as nice as they used to. Um, but if you're posting already, you should already use the hashtag Sean on iPhone. Yeah. Uh, but for the challenge here is the, you want to do that hashtag and the hashtag it's hashtag iPhone macro challenge, all one word pushed together. So if you do both, we'll put them on the screen yeah. for the YouTube. Um, if this part makes it to YouTube, I'll explain that later. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it as the show notes too. Yeah, and it's it, information's on Apple's website if you want additional details too. If you want to go through their their the the, the legalese boilerplate. Now, of course, you can they, you can also email Apple to shot on iPhone at apple.com. Um, honestly, I would post it to social media versus just emailing it to Apple. Um, and I have it set up where I have a little note on my iPhone that has some of my commonly used hashtags. And one I always use is hashtag shot on iPhone. Um, so I just copy, paste it in Instagram posts, make it easier. Just, you know, we got enough stuff that we have to do. Remember, make things easier on yourself. So if you do a macro shot, use the two hashtags. And of course, any other other hashtags you want to, uh, Apple will you know, have their bot kind of skim, uh, skim it. They'll pick 10 winners. Uh, it'll be featured uh, in a gallery on the Apple newsroom, their website, Instagram, and their other social accounts. Now, I know at one time, I don't know if they'll, they're going to do, I didn't think they, oh, you no, know, actually, you know what? I do see also the note here. May, May. So if you're one, if you're one of the 10 of probably the millions of photos that people will do, uh, it may also appear on digital campaigns, Apple store locations. So if you're really lucky, when you go to an Apple store, there's your photo blown up on a wall as you're walking in or billboard or a public photo exhibition. So even if you're, you want, I would say use it, you know, just because it's an easy way to not only get your information, get your photos out there. But you can also search on Instagram and Twitter by the, I wouldn't necessarily do hashtag shot on iPhone because you're going to get tens of millions of answers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> if if you do the, ha- yeah, the hashtag iPhone macro challenge, just do a search on that because you will see what other people have posted and maybe get a little inspiration on what they did. And, and I, you can see, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, that's an interesting edit. Even if it's nothing you necessarily want to do, it still gives you a nice inspiration of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that before. Yeah. Like, if you want to see what other people are shooting with your particular phone that you mm-hmm. have, um, you know, so a lot of people hashtag iPhone 12 Pro Max, for instance. Like, yeah. I, I do that all the time. So if I want to see what mm-hmm. other people are shooting with that phone, have a look and, and definitely. Uh, uh, I, I think the biggest reason, Dave, like you said, is, is inspiration. Yeah. And honestly, it's also, even though let's say you have a, you don't have the 13 pro, you know, so you can't necessarily do the competition. I mean, there's still apps like camera plus two, Halide that have built in macro modes. Uh, You can get snap on lenses 
that will allow you to do macro, even relatively inexpensive snap-on lenses. You know, not necessarily the five dollars. I mean, you can do the, try the five dollars. They're not going to be great lenses, but you know, it doesn't hurt. Or in the fifteen twenty dollar range, which is relatively affordable, you know, and give the macro a, a chance there and see what you can do because. Yes, it's really nice how Apple has that built in, but just because you're not on the newest of the new, or you may even be on the newest, like Ruth has the 13, the non-pros do not have the macro built in. Mm -hmm. Only the pros do, but she can still do macro shots using another app or using additional uh, hardware. So in in those photos, we've seen photos all the time that are from five-year-old iPhones. You know, iPhone 7, iPhone 6s, because the physical hardware hasn't changed a lot yet in the last half decade. Computationally, yeah. yes. Other parts, yes. But the main camera has not really gone by leaps and bounds by the hardware. So you can take amazing photos with older equipment. That's the great thing about iPhone. Hey, I have a four year old iPhone and I can still take great photos. So I would say even if you can't do it and you can't necessarily do the cha- you do the challenge officially through Apple, challenge yourself by trying to do some macro modes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I- I've seen pictures. Like speaking of older phones, I think it's right on the uh, Artful IPC group on Mewe where people have been putting pictures on. I think I'm pretty sure I saw one on there from an iPhone 6s, and it still looks pretty impressive. Um, maybe it was taken back then, back in the day, but it, whether it was or whether it wasn't, it's still an iPhone 6S and it still looked like yeah. a good picture. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, the the campaign is, um, like Dave says, it's for uh, 13 Pro and 13 Pro Max owners. And um, uh, I really wish I had that 13 Pro Max now because uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm such a big macro fan. Uh, while I'm at it, quick update in the book. No, 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 no news yet um, on, on when it's going to be done. Uh, I got to get a hold of the publisher again. I'm, I know I said this last time, and, and I, I'm going to email them tomorrow and find out when this is going to happen. So, yeah, hang in there, folks. <laughs> um, but uh, so that takes us to um, the. <laughs> I mentioned earlier about whether this is going to make the video portion of the show or not. Uh, quick little uh, announcement, I guess you could say. I'm going to not put the whole um, recorded show on YouTube now. It's just going to be the stuff that actually has visual content um, because I think trying to get people to sit down and watch two people just talk on YouTube, but just not going to work. Um, so Dave and I are going to do our normal stuff. Uh, the whole thing will be on audio and, but the, the video content for the YouTube channel will just be what you're about to see here, which is, um, photos that we're going to look at and, you know, maybe talk about tips and stuff like that. But, um, but then that's going to be probably it for the YouTube channel. Um, hopefully it will be a better experience for everybody. And, um, uh, I think that's the way to go. So we're going to try that out and see how it works. So now we move on to the proper video portion of the show where we're going to look at some photos. And um, this is also going to tie into some macro stuff that you'll see here shortly. So 
Uh, Dave, you've got some pictures that we're going to look at first. Right. And um, I will put them on the screen here. There we go. Okay. So this is and this was taken during a walk at lunch. And yeah, just the now this is portrait mode. You can tell it's portrait mode because the part where the ice starts to go away, you notice that the portrait mode had a little issue with the um the twig part. It kind of gets blurry and yeah. it goes away there. But honestly, I just I was walking back and I looked over and it looks like some kind of monster out of the Godzilla movie. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It looks like a or a giant prey mantis of some type. And this is just a leftover ice after a couple of days of melt and refreeze as it's coming off of the end of a branch. Um, now this was this was portrait mode. This was also using the 3X portrait mode. So because the tree was in a middle of normal of a grassy area, but that grassy area had a bunch of snow in it. So I was around 10, 15 foot away. Um, so I needed to zoom to actually get a decent crop. Um, and I did some editing um, on top of just taking the photo too. So it's, the ice in the original photo didn't look this translucent. But when you looked at it with your naked eye, it did look this translucent. Mm -hmm. And just, it, it honestly, it looks like a piece, in my mind, a piece of ice sculpture. It kind of does, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it does, yeah. And honestly, the way it, it looks like leaves, or, or not leaves, it looks like um, feathers almost. Yeah. The way the ice is coming off. And yeah, because this, this looks like it could be a wing mm -hmm. with feathers. Yeah. And then the tail. In behind here, like you really have to use your imagination, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah I see. So it. It, yeah, and it, it was like I said, the head, and it looks like you have a head on top. Yeah, like an insect head. So it, it's just one of those shots that, honestly, you don't get unless you have your camera on you. I don't want to say all the time because it makes me sound like I'm an addictive person. But you know, going for a walk at lunch, I don't know how many people are going to be, you know. Oh, I'm going to carry my cannon or my whatever. Or, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying people don't. You know, you may be taking a, you know, uh, your Fujifilm camera because you're like, well, I'm going to go for a walk. And if I happen along something, that's great. But mm -hmm. the fact that it's just like, okay. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And boom, picture. And like I said, it's, I wish I could say, yes. And I did. I, basically, this is what was seen. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is if you did, walked another four or five feet one way or the other and looked at it, you wouldn't see it like we do way. now with mm -hmm. where, you know, with the wings and the tail and, and, you know, what, what looks like it could be a head or whatever. Like it just wouldn't mm -hmm. look the same. Yeah. And if you look and on it might the, not be, it, it the, might not be as effective. No. And if you look on the upper right, you can see the, the cleared off branch. So it was only the tip of the branch um, where there was ice on it. The rest of it was melted and clear. So it was just one of those weird things that just happens when water freezes and see and stuff happens. Yeah. And it looks to me like the wind was probably blowing while it was doing that too, because that caused it to you know, go out like that. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay. So your second photo. Mm -hmm. back here. There we go. 
Okay, now this is one that I actually took last night. Uh, we actually have a little break in the clouds. Uh, and I'll say, and this is something I've, I've said a couple times, is that um, the Hallmark movies and Hollywood movies lie to you about winter. For people who oh, live yeah. where there's not snow. No, no. You do not go out and have wonderful, clear snow and beautiful, clear skies. No, I, I'm sorry. Maybe some places do, do. But most of the time, if you have snow, you have white overcast clouds. So the fact that the snow, the clouds were breaking up at night. So I was able to do a night photo here. Um but I was also able to go because I thought it was a good photo, but nothing popped per se as much as I wanted to. Uh, so I did go in the polar and I did do a little bit of the, you know, brightening up and um, getting a little more intense with the blue and a little more intense with the, with the browns and the orangish browns of the trees. But I also added in what looks like snowflakes here in terms of the flares they have. And the green, I guess it's supposed to be an aurora borealis there, but it almost mm -hmm. looks lens flareish like. <clears throat> so I added that in also. So this yeah, it is kind of looks like, like a light leak, sort of. Exactly. So yeah. this is kind of a combination of, in my mind, this combination of um, a picture and I, I hate to use the term painting. It's not really painting, but extra enhancements to a photo where you know, adding additional things that definitely are not there. And it did not look like this when I took it, but I thought it had a nice feel to it. Yeah. And you can yeah, see cool. in the snow, we've had some visitors as you can see the footprints yep. in the snow. <laughs> and you know what? When I first saw this, I thought, I almost thought that the, the well, I did think, I, I thought for a second that those were, those were stars and I didn't realize that there were mm -hmm. like snowflakes that were added on until I got looking at it a little closer and realized that a lot of them are in front of the trees, like especially right. on the left-hand side there, you can see them, yeah. That's cool. So now we're going to move on to this one. Right. Now, this is a macro mode yeah. taken with the built-in app. Oh, there we go. Um, this is the unedited. So this is just... <laughs> taking the photo as is um, this is with the ultra wide. So this is with the 0.5. Um, this is just, this is a wicker table with a glass top that's on my porch and the snow was not melted on the glass part. And honestly, I don't want to say there wasn't, I don't want to say a lot of care, um, but it was just a matter of me hunching over and taking the photo. And the fact that how clear you can see the individual snowflakes slash crystals are, and you can see the individual. Now, this is a, a plastic wicker uh, table, but you can see that where it's kind of bent, where it's already starting to kind of crack a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you can see the segments of the plastic being kind of being shown there. Yeah. And, and this it, is, like you say about no the snow, here. it brings the texture out in the snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now this is one thing with, because I did take another uh, macro of just the snow part. And it, it's still, you know, it, but, but the problem is it didn't have a contrasting color or texture. So all you saw was, and it, honestly, it looked like um, static. If you oh, see yeah. old TV, old, old images yeah. of, of static on a TV or something, because there was nothing to say, okay, here's what 
like like here you have the brown to go with the white. You also have the different textures of the wicker going with, you know, because if you notice a lot of the macro photos, they will definitely zoom in on a subject or a part, but there'll be a contrasting, like if you look at a, a bee or something, you'll have mm -hmm. the contrast to the flower it's on. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it, but you have to, you just can't say, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this up close, you know, maybe it's a, a leaf or a blade of grass or, you know, fur on your cat or dog without that secondary yeah, texture element. or, yeah, exactly. So that's one yeah. thing when you're thinking about <clears throat> taking uh, macro photos, think, okay, I can get in nice and tight. I have this beautiful image here, but what else, what can I do to make it pop a little bit more? And of course, that's where also you can get into editing. And so I, again, I use Polar a lot. Uh, a lot of times I'm using Pixelmator Pro to do some sharpening and some other uh, correcting. And then I'll throw it into Polar to get a feel. So this yeah. is uh, Polar and just a little bit of sharpening here. Some, a little bit more of an unusual color. So I popped the color a little bit more and just making a straight brown. You can see some of the, some greens coming in. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say I may have used, I'm trying to remember what the, the thing's called. Um, fringe, I think it's called. Where oh, okay. it kind of separate, it separates the color into kind of multiple channels and just physically oh, yeah. separates it a little bit. So I think I did a little bit on that on here. Right, um, yeah. But again, you still, you, you can see like kind of the difference between the snow and the wicker and kind of the border between the two. So you get something interesting happening and you get, you know, like I said, you it, it does act as a border, the wicker kind of going around. So yeah, as you're yeah. taking your, as you're taking your macro photo, you know, think you still have to think about not only think about, well, macro, can I get it sharp enough? Can I get it clear enough? But I still have to have a good outline of what's going on mm -hmm. and still keep all the, you know, normal photography ideas as you're doing macro on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So now we have a little um, added bonus to this where Dave did a screen recording of how he took this shot. So I will share this and here's how Dave went through the process of getting this shot. Hey everyone, ignore the barking dogs as we try some macro shots. Now, I'm going use normal camera, bell there. And I'm gonna take, try to take a macro shot of the, as I have an iPhone 13 Pro Max and pro any of the pros, the, either the pro or the pro max, either one's fine. Notice as I get closer, all of a sudden things are going to. Whoop, did you see that little movement right there? Whoop, so, right now it's in macro mode, and you need relatively night, good light. But notice now, if I hold it still, I can either do the wine X or if I want like wider field of view, which I mean, you could want like right here. Now, one thing about the iPhones, especially the 13s, you got to give it a couple seconds to, normally not that bad, to do a little processing. You can see the details here on the macros. And I kind of like this one a little bit better. And you can see like the individual 
parts here of the plastic wicker and you can see the individual snowflakes. Pretty nice how you can do right there. So quick job on just how to do photos without any editing. Of course you can do editing and do some adjustments on it afterwards if you want because it's just a normal live photo. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. And then there you have it. Yeah, so that's a really good illustration of how macro works. If, if anybody hasn't seen it before, um, and, and as far as that, you know, taking time for the picture to process and res in, I, I'm finding that on my 12 Pro Max in the okay. Apple camera. Um, I don't know if it takes halide that long. Um, reflex, it takes a little bit, but I mean, I'm shooting Pro Raw all the time, so um, that's probably contributing to that, but I noticed you were not using raw on that one. Right. Um, can you do pro raw with macro on your phone? I do not know. Well, you look at well, your you photos. Assignment. <laughs> well, you know what? While you're going over your photos, that's something I can test. Okay, uh, sure. I, be I believe you can. I, I think the, the delay on mine was also because I was doing screen recording at the same time. Right. So, yes, not, that, that you know, so that it. would take a lot more, you know, in terms of um, uh, horsepower, you know, uh, you know, so I can see that taking a lot more. Oh, I'm doing a screen recording. And by the way, oh, now you want me to work on a photo at the same time. OK, I'm going to take a second instead of a half a second. Yeah, I can see yeah. that happening. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Very good. Um, and, and, and thanks for providing that. Uh, screen recording because that's that's really helpful for folks who you know maybe haven't tried out macro mode on their 13 pros yet but um so uh, continuing on in our um our recent photos segment i should have said that at the beginning of it all but um i'm going to continue on with the macro shot and <laughs> this has got a you know kind of a funny story behind it but um this is a stink bug and I don't know how this thing got into my house last week, but my wife found it sitting on the freezer, just on the top lid of the freezer. And I'm, talking, I'm thinking there's no way. I mean, I don't know how it got in. I have no idea. And because I don't even think that it should be um, around this time of year, unless... Oh. The only thing I can think of is that I was at the grocery store earlier that day and it came in on some broccoli. I bought broccoli and that's the only thing I can think of. But when my wife washed out the broccoli, she didn't see it. She didn't notice no. it. Maybe it Maybe. jumped out before you know, I, we you unpacked. Know I don't know. Those things are everywhere. Seriously. And they're everywhere. And this is the time, fall and winter are the time, at least in the last couple of years, they have overrun. Now, admittedly, this year hasn't been as bad. But I do remember a couple of years ago, someone had a picture and their entire side of the house recovered with stink bugs. Really? Yeah. And I don't, other than five, if you go older than five years ago, I don't remember ever hearing about stink bugs around us. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they're everywhere. I, I found one um, in our house and it's like, I have no idea where it comes from. Literally. Yeah. It's, it, it's but I mean, I haven't seen one since probably late summer, but um, my wife was going to smack it with a flash water or something. And, I, and she says, um, you know, before she did that, she says, is this a stink bug? I don't want to kill it if it's going to stink up the place or whatever. So I got it on the flash water 
And I flung it out the back door and it was like minus 18 degrees out. And I'm thinking, well, if anything, it's just going to end up dying in the cold. And uh, lo and behold, in the garage, a couple of days later, it was inside the garage on a, like a, just a curtain that covers the, the, the back window. And there it was sitting there. And I'm thinking, oh, you can't be, this can't be like the cat that came back. So I, I go up to it and I took a, like a screwdriver or something. And I just kind of touched it in a bit and it didn't move. Didn't, it, it was obviously dead. It would, it frozen to death. So what do I do? As one does, you get it on the screwdriver and you take it out in the snow and you have fun with your macro lens. <laughs> So, so I took a bunch of shots with it with the macro lens and that in the top left-hand corner of the image is um, just a little sprig of a cedar leaf for scale. And, um, you know, I cropped a little bit out cause I wanted to, you know, em- emphasize the bug, but um, my lens, because it was so cold, my lens was fogging up a bit. So it kind of gives the photo a bit of a surreal look to it, but um, I use my Struman uh, macro lens on, on this one. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the shots that was on my camera roll in my recent photos from this past week. So uh, this one, um, this is what happens when you get off work on the night shift uh, about two thirds of the way through your shift and um, take a drive around town when there's nobody out. It was freezing cold again. And I just went down this alleyway and I took this same shot years ago with my Canon camera. And, but at that time there was more snow, there was more snow on the steps, but I thought, no, I'm going to revisit it anyway. And, and, and take the shot and see how it comes out. Um, uh, night mode, probably three seconds, maybe, I don't know, but it was just in the car, windows down, took the shot and carried on. And uh, uh, I just thought it was kind of a neat, way that the the shadow from the stairs reflects mm-hmm. on the wall and whatnot so oh no definitely um, and, and i like the fact that if you look directly behind the um the staircase the pattern the brick changes a bit you have a little yeah. section there were vertical which mm, i'm guessing may have been a window at one time that's my thinking dave that's that's that kind of filled how in? i th- yeah I mean, and, and this building will be, um, gosh, I would say early 19th century is probably when it was built. Okay. That not, makes not, sense. Not, not 19th century, sorry, early 20th century. Right. Keep right. forgetting we're in the 21st century. <laughs> early 1900s. <coughs> early 1900s. That's that's yes. nice way. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. be the one people who say, well, for those of you born in the late 1900s, yeah. <laughs> you know, people people who are in their 20s who were born in the late 1900s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but you know, it, it's an old building, let's put it that way. And um but yeah, so it, that's that's what it looks like to me is that it would possibly um from a window or something. That's the only thing I can think of is that there was a window there or something and that could have been the top of the window maybe but Either that or somebody was just having fun doing brickwork. <laughs> you know, so it's hard to say. But uh, So then finally, um, this was just another. We had about a week or two of really, really, really cold weather. And this is, um, this is in a little town that's probably about 
20 miles away from here uh, on the same bay, the Georgian Bay uh, that I live on, um, that my hometown is on. And uh, this was, um, looks like a, an old uh, remnants of a dock or something that uh, it just got covered with ice from the waves and whatnot. And then the fragmented ice in the background and, and, um, this one here, I use Reflex, uh, the camera app Reflex to take this shot. And uh, I'm, you know what? I'm really liking that app. Uh, I'm using it more and um, uh, it, it's it's coming along and they've got a really cool release coming up too while I'm at it. I'll say that. And uh, that I'm not sure when that comes out. It's 1.4. Um, and they've also, here's a little tidbit for everybody. The folks at Reflex announced on Instagram today through a story that they've got some lenses coming out. And uh, so that's obviously got my attention peaked a little bit. Um, so we'll keep you up on that as we learn more. So, um, yeah, so that's, <coughs> excuse me. So that's um, what I've been shooting lately. Uh, not a whole lot really, but um, it's been cold. It's almost been too cold to go out and, and walk yeah. around looking for stuff to take pictures of, but uh, um, that's been on our, that's been on my yeah. camera all lately. Yeah, I, I mean the, the ice picture is nice. I, I mean, it is a real good feel for first of all how clear it is, and just a real feel for. It, it, you look at it, you feel cold. <laughs> I was getting cold, I tell you. I I took about three or four pictures and. Um, by that time I was ready to get back in the car because it, my fingers were getting almost numb. Yeah. It was so cold. Like it was minus, it was, I bet you it was minus 18, minus 20 Celsius. So I don't know how that translates into Fahrenheit, but boy, that was some, that was some cold. And, uh, well, um, gosh, was there anything else we were going to talk about Dave? Well, uh, I can't I was, remember a conversation well, from an hour no, no, ago. <laughs> no, 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 this, this was it. This was it. But also, uh, we were going, you, you were going to ask, can I do raw with their macro mode? And yeah, well, yes, yeah. the answer is yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Would, do you think you'll be trying that or just to see uh, if, uh, I, well, that's one thing I was just trying there. And honestly, I don't know how much more how much of an advantage it would be to be honest. Right. Yeah. You know, just, just yeah, because it is Apple's pro raw. So they're already throwing their magic on top of it. And I'm not yeah. using like how uh, where it's not raw, raw, but, or even how using it, their own brand of magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and of course what I mean is the computational photography and the, the other things on top of it. Yeah. Like the deep fusion and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they're only, and there are other fixes. So honestly, a couple of times I've tried pro raw, I haven't noticed a huge difference and it just could be, I'm not used to shooting it and I'm not used to the editing you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the JPEGs that come out, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, you can't recover a lot of the lights and the darks as easily. It's partially me accepting the limitation of the fact that I have a, I'm using a camera phone. Um, and there's only so much you can do, but also it's like, I'm happy with the way it, it turns out. 
where mm-hmm. other people yeah. are like, oh, I use raw and I get these wonderful things. I'm like, I'm glad it's working for you. I don't know if that would work for me. So honestly, I probably probably won't unless it's something that's really, really out of the ordinary or I'll shoot both. You know, yeah. I'll just take a shot. <coughs> maybe, and, and that begs the question for me, it, why am I? Shot again. Yeah, that begs the question for me of why am I shooting pro raw all the time? Because the pro raw looks like the JPEG. And for Pete's sake, if I'm not. Well, say if you're it, editing or if you're, I would say if you're editing it in something that really handles raw files well, and you can do the, you know, you can save maybe a, an overexposed or completely underexposed. I can see doing that. But for average shots, which are taken in pretty good light, unless you're heavy into the editing part of it, which I know some people are, or you're yeah. like, oh, I take a photo and then I dump it into my Mac and I go into Adobe and I use my, you know, I spend, you know, $100 a month on the Adobe uh, creative cloud. So I get all the extra stuff that Adobe gives you and not just the photographer, or the free part, but you're, yeah, you know, yeah. you're serious, serious, serious. Yeah. If you're a casual photographer, I'm not seeing a lot of advantage of it, especially if you're not going to spend a lot of time in the editing part. Yeah. And my editing is not like Photoshop editing. You know, right. I just enhance my photos. So you know what? I'm going to challenge myself, Dave. I'm going to okay. challenge myself to shoot JPEG or hike, you know, probably hike yeah. maybe because it's just as good, but less uh, smaller file size. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to go from now till the next podcast. And I'm going to okay. see if there's at all any time where I smack myself in the head for not shooting. Pro I wish raw. I could. Now, one thing you could do <laughs> now, the one thing you could do, if you don't mind double photos, take the photo, hit the button. Hit the raw button and hit the photo again. And hit the button again. Because switching from raw and not raw, it's literally the button on the screen. So you could do both and then just work on the JPEG. And if it's like, oh, I really, I, this isn't working or that isn't working. But because I hate to say, here's a shot that only happens once, like the ice photo I took on the tree. Right, yeah. Where yeah. I, can't, I couldn't go back the next day and get the same shot. Because it's nature and it changes and it may have fallen off. There may be more ice. It may have this. I'm, I am I know I took that on a Wednesday and I go to work Monday, Wednesday. So I wouldn't go back to work for, you know, five other days. So right. And we're getting five, warmer weather. It's going to melt away. And then it's, exactly. it, it's lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say well, do, <clears throat> do both. Do both. But only work on the JPEG and see if. You notice the difference or not? Like I said, yeah, you might okay. not, especially since you're like I said, you're not going to hit it heavy in the Photoshop and do all this stuff and boost this up there and boost this here and do this here, you know? Yeah. All right. Challenge accepted. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, oh, um, okay. As far as tips go, uh, got a macro tip. That mm-hmm. you can think of offhand real quick or honestly, a lot of it is just be careful with your lighting. Because so many times when you're doing macro, you are close and you may make your own shadow. 
<laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, because I've actually did other macro shots where I used the 3x, and it may not be a hundred. It may not be. It may not be using the 3x lens because of how Apple decides internally what lens to use, and it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is no override built into the uh, base camera app. So if you hit 3x and Apple says, "Oh, it's too dark to go 3x," we're just going to, you know, do a digital 3x zoom and we'll fix it in post. There's nothing you can do, but sometimes you can't get that close because you got you're literally mill, you know, you're literally a centimeter, you're a couple centimeters or an inch, depending on you know which which but I know same distance depending on what you're used to saying. Um, and you're that close, so you're going to be blocking light. So be careful on your light there. That I think it's the biggest thing. Like the photo I took was in the day. Um, that had there wasn't a direct light. You know the sun way the way my back porch is. There's a roof over it, so I wasn't going to have direct sun casting a harsh shadow. Mm-hmm. And we still had a half a foot of snow on the ground, so tons of reflection from all that snow. So I wasn't really that concerned about light, but if you're taking a really, really close photo and you're like a heavy source of light behind you, your body's enough to to cause light. So you may have to twist yourself around, move yourself around, try different angles. Yeah, you have to be case extra cognitive of the light. Case in point with my macro photo that we looked at of the little stink bug. Uh, I was getting really close to it. It was an overcast day and I had to really be careful of my angle of approach because the, the lens and the camera, the, the, the lens and the, and the phone and whatnot were actually shading the bug over and I, I was not getting a great mm. shot. So that's a, that's a great tip. Um, for, for my tip, I would say, and, and I'm going to go with macro to um, a macro tip here as well. Um, if you are fortunate enough to, be able to use the, uh, okay, actually, question for you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Can you do burst mode with macro mode on the iPhone 13 Pro Max? You know what? Give me one minute here, and I can tell you. <laughs> so let me go. I'm so glad obvious. you got that phone. <laughs> okay, we're going to go obviously macro here, and then, uh, well, oh, hold on. i got to figure out. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember how to do burst mode. Volume up button. Uh, let me try that. Let me try just because I don't use it that often. And I'm using the old way of doing it where you just hold down the button, but it's making me go to quick video. Yeah. So what you do is just, you Mm. tap and hold it and slide it one way or the other. I'm not sure which way to do burst. If you want to use the shutter button that way. Yeah, and it's not letting me do it. No, it's it's giving me video to do. But go the other but, way. Uh it won't let me. Okay. So and did you try the volume up button? Yeah, I did. And it lets me take photos, but if I press and hold down, it goes right into the video. What about the volume down? Uh, I will tell you in a second. I'm deleting all the things I have here because I don't want to save it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that exact same thing, actually. Okay. So, so it must not do burst mode then. Yeah. <clears throat> so the reason I'm, okay, I wanted to, to clarify that with the 13 Pro. Um, 
So this tip is going to be for anyone that's using um, like, like a, well, I guess it would still work with the 13 Pro and Pro Max, but only if you had an attachment lens on the phone to do macro. And the reason I would want you to try burst mode is because there's such a, with those lenses on, there's such a shallow depth of field that I always make it a habit of approaching the subject and then activate burst mode and then just keep firing until I kind of go into the focus of the, of the subject and then maybe a little bit past it. And then I go back and I pick out a keyframe that has the best focus um, for, the, for the subject. So that's my tip is to, to use burst mode when, um, and, and it's, it's available in camera plus too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the native camera app and it may be available in some other camera apps. I'm not sure which ones. Um, camera pixels may have it. I know it has okay. um, camera pixels has uh, focus stacking. But the problem with that is that you need focus stacking software on a computer to process it. Okay. And the answer is yes, you can. You can do burst mode for macro. On the 13 Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I have not actually taken any burst mode photos. Mm -hmm. So when I pushed and held down, it shows you the little circle going off to the right. Uh, to show the little video recording, but doesn't show you you can go left. There's no visual okay. clues on screen. Right, and when yeah. I first started to move over, it was just kind of looked like it was wobbling, but you have to throw it hard to the left. And it'll, yeah. And so I just did it and I got uh, 30 photos here. Oh, excellent. Uh, as part of the burst mode. So you can use burst mode. I don't know if it's depending, like I said, what I had wasn't moving. I was tiring to take a picture of my keyboard. So it wasn't like I was, it's like a moving flower or something that would move that you could, that would be like, oh yeah, this is obviously, it's going to be hard to just get the exact shot here. Someone's going to take a burst mode to at least guarantee I'm going to get one here. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's the whole purpose of of using burst mode in macro is to to make sure you get at least one shot. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's good. Well, thanks for, um, clearing that one up because uh, I was almost disappointed that you wouldn't be able to use burst mode in macro mode on the 13s. Yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't make any sense. You could do that. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, I think we got ourselves a show. Yep. Most definitely. Um, So tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. You can find me on TikTok, which I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm putting up there, but I'm putting up stuff there as Dave Podner Jr. Um, Instagram, pretty much mostly photography, um, starting to use reels a little bit more uh, just because that seems to be what Instagram's pushing. And you got to go where the eyeballs are. Even if you may not like it, you got to go where the eyeballs are. Um, And Twitter, just general uh, information along with photography. All righty. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Macmillan photo, uh, Twitter, Macmillan underscore photo. And um, <clears throat> let's see. Well, you could find me on Flickr. Just look for my name. 
and uh, tell you what, go to about.me slash Macmillan, and that's where you can find all the links to all the places I'm at. So um, this podcast lives at iPhonography.ca, and uh, the YouTube channel for the audio listeners is, uh, uh, we'll just go to YouTube and type in the iPhonography Podcast Network, and you'll find us. And um, again, we're going to put a uh, somewhat shorter version of the show on YouTube. <clears throat> just because the visual stuff isn't the whole episode. So um, audio listeners, uh, as you have hopefully seen by now, um, the uh, images that we talk about will appear on your screen. And while we're talking about them in the enhanced version of the podcast, it works on uh, Overcast, it works on Pocket Cast, it works on the uh, Apple Podcast app. Uh, does not work on Spotify, I don't believe, but um, most of our listeners, I think, uh, according to the numbers, are on the Apple Podcast app. So um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, Dave. Have a great one. <laughs> yeah, you're muted, Val. I'll cut I that was down. muted. <laughs>